What's up, everybody? Welcome to the View from Jamestown podcast edition. This is episode 56. This is the June 2021 episode, and uh, we are sitting down this morning with TCC President Rob Roach, and I forgot your title, Javi. Latin American Operations Manager, Sales Manager. <laughs> I'm part-time, but, uh, <laughs> but, but I haven't seen you in a while, so. Yeah, yeah. I handle Latin American markets. <laughs> FYI for everybody that doesn't know me. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Ben. How are you guys doing? Very good. Doing good. Doing good. Friday. Friday full of meetings, office it is meetings, a IT busy meetings. Friday. Wow. Yeah, very busy. It's summertime too. We shouldn't summertime. be summertime. We shouldn't be being this busy, but we are. Was it June twentieth of summer, right? Officially summer. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, what was it? Father's Day was Father's uh, Day. the beginning of summer. Yep. Officially. Best time of the year, aside from how busy it is around Jamestown. It's actually kind of cool. You know, right now, which yeah. is kind of, I got a jacket on. I mean, th- this, it was cool today. I mean, it was it was more hot earlier in the month, but yep. we're getting close to uh, the end of June here, and it's cooled off, but I'm sure that's going to change pretty rapidly. Yeah, good stretch of weather. We uh, didn't have our first annual golf outing rained out, so that was a positive. Had some good weather last week for playing some yeah, golf here in Rhode Island. threats of rain for that, but, uh, and then a heat wave going on over in Europe right now, so a yep. uh, lot going on weather-wise. Yeah, I think the weather will be uh, certainly a factor as we kind of talk about our first topic here, talking about uh, supply chains and freight issues and kind of the ongoing issue that is supply chain management these days between uh, you know raw material availability, product availability, and then actually moving the product, whether you're trying to get it across the world or a couple states over, it seems like it's been an ongoing freight issue globally. Continuing saga, for sure, and not getting any better. You know, with... Uh, the rampant failure in supply chain here in the U.S., there's been uh, a massive shift to imported goods, um, you know, to maintain, sustain, um, help with inventory situations, and and that combined with a lack of availability in trucking, drayage, um, carriers, ISOs, ISO carriers, liquid bulk, LTL, you name it, across the board. It's a very difficult, very difficult situation, and... Uh, and uh, now we're, you know, threatening higher prices in gasoline and fuel surcharges and diesel fuel with uh, rising oil prices. So, you know, it's a, it's, it's a continuing saga for sure. Yeah, and that was one of my notes here. You'd think, you know, people started placing imports in maybe April or May for, you know, now-ish kind of deliveries. So you'd think in theory all this material would be flooding into the market. But with the freight things going on, it seems like it, you know, we're seeing anywhere from two to four weeks just to get material pulled out of the port. So even though it's stateside, it's not doing a lot of people a lot of good until it can actually get there. Mm, that gets very expensive, too. I mean, you only have so many days in port, and then the, the charges start filing in. So something we're definitely concerned about and paying attention to. Yeah, yeah. they do pile up quick. Very quick. Yeah, ports are getting congested, and in there, and we try to move stuff to different ports, and by the time it gets there, that port gets congested, so we try to move stuff in the south, but but, but we, we, we don't seem to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> Are you seeing the same thing in Latin America? I mean, are they, are they having similar issues? It's just delays. It's just the delays, longer lead times, and we're getting a lot of rollovers. Mm-hmm. So we, they, they give us an ETD, an ETA, set day, and then when is the time, it fills off. Yeah. They roll us to, to the vessel space. That's, 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 the main, that's the main driver. I mean, we have stuff that's supposed to go leave mid-May, and it hasn't left yet, you know. So the problems are from the top to the bottom of the supply chain. Yeah, everywhere, everywhere. And in and, and Latin America, you have 
one major port or two major ports. So like here you can go from New Orleans to Houston and truck it or Savannah or Charleston and move around. But in Latin America, you have in Peru, you have Port of Callao and that's it. There's, yeah. no, other, there's no other major port that there's a stop. So limited options. Limited options. So and sometimes they, they, they avoid that stop. Hmm. So it's tough. I think a big part of the whole import situation now is really just managing customers' expectations. I mean, letting people know that, you know, we're almost expecting delays. We can quote it the best we can, but it's likely that something's going to fall off or get pushed back. Or even when it arrives to the port, it's not like it arrives to the port and you're going to get it in a couple of days like it, you know, once was. Once it's, it was. Once it was. Like, yeah, we, we had like a, a week time frame. We have a week window, but now it's just, it's, it's unknown, you know. Yeah. The ETA just gives you a reference that it's there, but... Who knows when you get it out, you know? Mm. It's, you don't know. Yeah, it's always been our standard to give give the information, whether it's, you know, good news or bad news. And yep. it's it's been a lot of bad news lately. But, yeah, it's, a, you know, it's there's no there's no guarantee right now that you're going to get anything, and especially not on time. That's for sure. But I believe that the people are planning better. I mean, now we're talking September, October. Yeah, well, they, they've been forced to, you know, to plan better, but... You know, but you know, shutdown used to be like, oh my God, you know, unbelievable. I mean, shutdowns are happening, not necessarily by us, but shutdowns are happening mm -hmm. across the board. You know, we're hearing major products from our competitors are unavailable because they they can't get supply of one thing or another. Where force majeure is happening because they can't get yep. raw material supplies due to logistics. Mm -hmm. So there has been some action taken uh, by our government to uh, look at you know these impacts and and the severity of them and. Um, but I, th I think it's still something we're going to have to deal with for quite some time. Yeah, and whether it's an actual plant shutdown or I think we've had a lot of customers getting creative and switching uh, production schedules or lines to what they can make with what they can get versus, you know, trying to make what they had originally planned, kind of rolling with the punches with what raw materials they can get in. So people are certainly getting creative and managing the situation the best they can. Yeah, and the costs are rising. I mean, I think I just saw that. Um, the, the highest increase in inflation for May since I think 2002, so uh, something like 3.4 percent or something like that, and and this will continue. You know, we've we've seen it not just in our products, but like we have broken laptops. We can't get laptops very quickly. We've got yep. we need a new truck. Uh, can't get a truck. It's three four months to get a truck. So I mean, is that what yours just took about four months? It took about three four months, yeah, yeah. for it to finally come in. Um, so. You know, uh, a lot of that had to do with uh, production, but uh, and and supply, to, but also the um, the cards. You know, the, the chips, microchips, chips, the microchips yeah. is a big deal. So, um, so it's not just chemicals; it's 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 across the board. A lot of different supply chain issues mm -hmm. and fires and uh, weather events. And I think yeah. that's one of the things that's something we're focused on now is weather because we're certainly getting into the hurricane season, and we haven't really recovered from the last. Hurricane yeah. season or Yuri, the winter storm. Yep. Certainly mm -hmm. haven't recovered from that. And here we are in the thick of it again. We've already had one tropical storm, made landfall at the panhandle of Florida and, and Alabama, and uh, tremendous amounts of rain. And this is early. You know, this is this is in mid June. Yeah, I was, I was doing some R&D on this year. So the, the expectation is to have 17 named storms this year, where the average, quote unquote, is 12. And then we're expected to have eight of those turn into hurricanes where the average is six. So it's supposed to be above normal in terms of activity. I guess it's not supposed to be as crazy as 2020 was. But then again, nobody expected last year to be last year either. So no. we'll see what happens. But I think the the definite answer is there is going to be some hurricanes this year. And it's it's 
um, prudent to start planning your supply chains around that, you know, now mm. rather than September. Yeah, and then you look at something like lumber. You know, lumber prices went, you know, very short term, went through the roof yeah. and then crashed. I mean, this this can happen again. I mean, depending on the severity of these problems and the duration, it, it, it could have a impact on our overall economy. And I think that's why it's uh, worthy to be for the for the federal governments and, and whatnot to be aware of what's going on and looking into it and trying to help it out. I mean, we, we've got such a shortage in the amount of drivers and available drivers and the time. I mean, there's got to be yeah. some action. I would say that there's definitely got to be some action to loosen the restrictions that are currently in place so we can keep the economy moving. Yeah, the lumber thing I think is interesting because it sort of runs parallel to us and the wire and cable and the vinyl industry. You know, housing costs go up because lumber goes up. But if lumber comes down, maybe more people are going to be more excited to do projects and new constructions, which obviously will positively impact the wire and cable. So Absolutely. I think it's interesting to see what that's going to look like over the next couple of months. Yeah. You know, I've done a construction project uh, recently myself, and, the, and it was very scary to watch these costs really increase and the budget numbers go through the roof. But Pretty much the worst possible time to plan a <laughs> right, renovation project. Right, Not that right. you plan yeah. on that, but... <laughs> well, so we saw it in chemicals. So we, we bought a lot of our raw materials yep. in January and kind of beat it a little bit. But, yep. you know, you still need things, uh, odds and ends, and you're, gonna, you're paying a, a fortune for it right now. If you can get it. Yep. Doors you can't get. You can't get... Um, you know, Azek uh, products, you can't, I mean, there's a, you name it, um, yep. closed cell foam, MDI uh, type products for foam, for insulation, very yep. difficult right now. Yep. So, yeah, a lot to, lot to think about. I think now is, as we kind of said in the last episode and this episode, and I'm sure it'll come up in the next episode too, is, you know, now really is the time to be planning for August, September, October, because we don't know what that hurricane season is going to look like, coupled with the fact that logistics, I think, is expected to be an ongoing issue. You know, now is really the time to take a look at that and, and plan ahead. Absolutely. Um, trade tariff slash maybe a, a import export update from our, our Latin American operations manager, as I remembered his title. Um, <laughs> obviously still a, playing a big role with a lot of uh, domestic production issues and logistics mm-hmm. issues. You know, we're seeing a heavier reliance on imports, exports, which obviously I know you handle a lot of. So what's the sort of outlook and update there? Yeah, I mean, the big issue has been freight, but also looking at other regions, and the U.S. has become, a, 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 for Latin America, a really great source. I mean, for, for Mexico, it's, it's a natural, you know, crossing crossing yep. rail cars and, and trucks to the border. But for Colombia, Brazil, it was more... Europe or Asia, Asia uh, dependent. Now with the freight costs over 10,000, 15,000, and the delays of eight, 10 weeks, you know, you, you, you get something out of the US in 15 to 25 days. There you go, you know, and, and the pricing is, is great, you know, and the freight rate is not that bad. Yep. So, so people are looking at other regions. Which is important, and 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 the freight out of the U.S. hasn't been as bad uh, like other regions of the world. Yeah, mm. and I think that's maybe something that these regions, you know, Mexico and down, have an advantage over the U.S. because a lot of U.S. purchasing people aren't used to having to plan for eight, ten week lead times, where that's all they ever do is plan on lead yeah. times. So it's, yeah. it's sort of a benefit in thinking that way. Yeah, and then also we are purchasing a lot from 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 our friends down south to the north. So. It's a lot of uh, a lot of trading. Some some we're doing some of the of the other way around, you know. So the availability on ocean freight's been okay coming north versus coming out of like Europe or China. That's yes. sort of been a bright spot. Yes. Hmm. Also with the tariffs, I mean, you'd have to assume that you know um, 
finished goods or whatever, as close as you can get to a finished good in Mexico or, you know, Colombia or wherever, mm -hmm. you would come into the U.S. because you can buy, you know, Chinese goods without a 25% tariff. So yep. we've heard quite a few people have, you know, switched to supplying their Mexican entity or their Guatemalan entity or to Chilean entity to, to make a product to come to the U.S. so they can you know, yeah. buy cheaper and avoid the tariffs at 25%. Yeah. And in Mexico, especially, they're like these huge industrial parks with huge tax advantages for for companies to do that, mm -hmm. for for Asian companies, for Indian companies to come and produce and hire la uh, local labor and, and export from there with huge tax advantages. Yeah. And I think on the, on the trade and tariff thing, too, obviously, we're now good... I guess three or four months into Biden's presidency, and it seems like there hasn't been too much hyper news around China. So it seems like the tariffs are here to stay for a while. We've seen, I think, no indications of those potentially going away at this point, unless I'm missing yeah. some news. But I mean, there's certainly a, a tremendous amount of tension with China. Mm -hmm. um, you know, despite which uh, president is in place or um, what party is uh, in power, it's there's there's obvious you know. There's, there's a. Some people have said a silent war going on, but it's, um, yep. you know, there's concern. I mean, they're they're growing, uh, their military. They're growing aggressive. The South China Sea. You know, there's, you know, uh, Hong Kong. Uh, there's the, um, you know, the cyber attacks and whatnot. So, yep. Yep. you know, there's. We're operating in a new world, and you're starting to see reaction to new world issues. Yep. You know, so um, we we certainly just finished a cyber training, you know, about cybersecurity. I mean, we saw the pipeline shut down. Um, we saw Tyson food plants shut down. I mean, it's this is this is reality, and it's not yeah. some big organized crime. There's a lot of, you know, uh, small time people trying to get money a couple, la couple laptops and a server that's it's all, it all that's it and they're and they're attacking companies like ours and 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 much bigger and much more important companies than ours and yeah so uh you know china has china russia um you know we, we if you read about the history of cyber attacks we did the first cyber attack we attacked uh the iranian uh nuclear uh facility and uh started the, the this new world of war so um yep. so everybody's to blame for it but um it's 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 not going away anytime soon so i think w when it comes to china uh they're going to hold the tariffs and they're going to hold a, a very strong line with china until we can come to some sort of uh agreement on how we uh can yeah. cohabitate this small earth we live on yeah um, price updates and trends. I know we're kind of at the end of June here, um, so we're starting to think about July. I know coming into June, a lot of stuff was continuing to to rise. I think we saw you know double digit increases on a majority of our product categories. Mm. Um, you know, seems like uh, looking into July, you know, be interesting to see what happens. I think raw materials are coming down maybe a little bit on certain things. Crude oil continues to jump up, um, but I think we're seeing a lot of pricing based on supply and demand fundamentals more so than raw materials at this point still. Absolutely agree. I think supply and demand is, is the driver right now. You know, even to um, our producing partners, supply and demand is a driver. They, they're, you know, logistics issues, but also they're unable to get uh, raw materials. Um, they're unable to secure raw materials, unable to ship them in. Uh, so supply and demand is certainly driving uh, pricing right now. But we are paying uh, uh, special attention to oil. Uh, oil prices have are well above $70 per barrel right now and rising. 
Um, this will certainly have an impact across the board on, um, you know, the uh, uh, the products that come from oil that go into uh, all the things that uh, make the products that we sell. So um, a similar pattern to the last um, economic downturn, which wasn't as severe as the COVID economic downturn that we're seeing this very quick rise in oil prices. So we're, we're predicting that to continue and to continue to have an impact on pricing. Especially going to high driving season. I mean, the summer is the prime of the high driving season. Not only that, Javi, but it's euphoric right now. People yeah. are, I mean, we're coming yeah. out of a pandemic and yeah. people have pent up demands for yeah, vacations, restaurants, etc. So um, people are driving even more, flying even more. I mean, flying, you know, mm-hmm. that kid rebounded so quickly. Matter of fact, we could have a whole podcast on how the change in the last couple months has been so impactful. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just, you know, we, we could probably be here without masks right now. We have a few people that don't have vaccinations in the company. That That's why we're still maintaining masks. But, you know, you go into restaurants, you go into supermarkets, you go into church. I've been to funerals this week with hundreds of people. I went to graduations with a thousand people. Nobody wearing masks. It's yeah. just unbelievable that yep. switch. And the euphoria associated with that is just amazing, too, because it's just, wow, you know, we made it. We survived, you know. So the demand for fuels, for travel, and for cars and and service industry is is unbelievable. It's just going to get even greater in the next couple of months. I think luckily or maybe unluckily for us, we live in a very nice place, especially in the summertime, so you get a lot of people coming down. So I think we've seen it. I don't know if you've noticed, like, going home, it seems like every single day this week, trying to get off 138, there's been a... 30 cars. I mean, you guys live up north too. I'm sure you've seen it too. I mean, yeah. There's a line of like 40 cars trying to get off the highway. I mean, it's it's busy. People are here. People are excited. People are, to, people are here for, yeah. People are having fun. Yeah. Back yeah. to the way it used to be. Yeah. And, you know, the same thing I hear about New York City. You know, there was very good rent opportunity. Not anymore, you know. Yep. There's still some um, euphoric buying and housing. The housing market is still very expensive, very high in demand. There's no, um, there's no available you know, properties, you know, so uh, people are buying, buying, buying. So I think this is going to continue, and I think it's going to, you know, continue to have strong demand uh, despite the inflation, despite the trucking and, and logistics woes. I think, we, you know, we're going st- to we're gonna still see the robust demand as this euphoria continues. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that, you know, our outlook on pricing as a whole for the commodities that we look at is, you know, flat to maybe a little bit higher, just, again, based on supply and demand fundamentals and, you know, maybe a little bit based on raw materials keeping moving up. But, you know, I think we see no end in the near side, at least, for, for some price support. I think it's really dangerous to be complacent right now and think that whatever it is that you're uh, depending on is going to get better yep. or, or not get worse. You yep. know, I, I think that's very dangerous. And we're finding that fine line where companies maybe, you know, it got, I guess it got to a point where pricing was going up, going up, but then eventually it reaches a point where they either can't buy it anymore or have to buy less of it. So that's, it's important, I think, to understand people's businesses too and know what that line is because it'll naturally get to a point where their customer won't buy the product, whatever the case might be. So I think we've seen that in a couple of situations, mm-hmm. but, yeah. um, you know, things are certainly going to stay, stay that way. Absolutely. Featured products, new products, seems like it's more so what you got. Versus, uh, you know, <laughs> regular featured products. But, um, you know, I know we have a couple things to talk about that we're in a good inventory situation on and looking to looking to move. For sure. We have the IMP. We have totes. 
isotanks, we have the phthalic anhydride, we have uh, a few containers on the way coming in uh, on, on big bags. We have uh, isophthalic acid. Uh, we have DOTP on the way as well. Uh, what else? What else do we have? Am I missing something? I mean, I think uh, phthalic has, has been sort of a, a focus for us lately, phthalic and hydride flake. Uh, with, uh, you know, some maintenance outages and some other uh, outages in other uh, regions and whatnot. So that's become very tight. Also, Ineos declared a force majeure for purified isothalic acid. Right. So good to note that we have that product uh, in stock and coming. Um, Exxon's had certainly their issues with manu uh, manufacturing DINP. Expected to have those problems, um, not just the IMP, but a, a full range of phthalate-based uh, plasticizers go through August into September and beyond. Um, also hearing some uh, availability of C4, lack of C4 in Europe, so that's having an impact. We're still coming out of um, Eastman and BASF who had to go on force majeure for URI, uh, so their production of uh, 2EH alcohol and, and the DOTP and other plasticizers has been impacted. So plasticizers as a whole have been severely impacted. And, um, you know, we're, we've still got a very strong and robust line of plasticizers, but uh, they are difficult. And I'd say get your orders in soon um, mm -hmm. if you need product for the for the next few months. But uh, we could talk about phthalic. We could talk about isothalic, uh, disiodiamide, urea, things like that. I mean, there's products that we have that are regularly available. Yep. Um, but... Uh, they're certainly getting impacted on price with the logistics. I mean, you know, you talk about a freight rate, average freight rate, say from Midwest up to the Northeast here used to be three, $4,000. Now you're talking ten, twelve thousand $12,000. This is adding 20, 30 cents a pound to just about any product. So prepay and add, that's the, that's the, the motto of yeah, 2021. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, you know, uh, we, we've always had a robust, you know, especially line of plasticizers and continue to, make that even more robust with new products and new packaging types and everything like that. So we're, we're yeah, excited we about some, it. We've got some exciting new products in the pipeline and uh, with our producing partners and um, a do. lot of good stuff. And a great forum to start talking about all these new products. It's exciting to see, obviously, trade shows starting to come back. I know we're starting to do a lot of planning, and we got the first one coming up here next month. Um, our good friend Javier over here. Along be, with that'll, be, that'll be my first, like my first uh, conference in a while. Yeah. yeah. I'm my first time at the Southwest of Free Ice Conference, so I'm very excited to be there. There's nowhere like San Antonio in July. I know. It's not, <laughs> it's, it's not where you want to be, but, you know. I heard it's beautiful there that time of year. I heard, I heard the same thing, but. Um, um, but, yeah, the Southwestern Fertilizer Conference. I know you guys are booking meetings, uh, AJ, Corey, and yourself. Yeah, it sounds like a good lineup already. But yeah, it's, it's filling up quick. It's filling up quick. So. There's always time to slot some, some meetings, some drinks, some dinners. So yeah. feel free to reach out to those guys or reach out to your TCC rep if you'll be down there. Um, always a good show, and it seems like this year will be, uh, you know, no different. Mm -hmm. um, the Chemicals America show coming up in Charleston, South Carolina in September. Uh, we heard that they have three hotel room blocks, and all hotel room blocks are sold out already. So we're Shoot. expecting that one to be a good one. Wow. Uh, one of our favorites on an annual basis. Exciting. That's the first one to come back as a booth. Uh, we'll have a contingent of TCC people as well as our uh, the logistics company down there as well for all your freight needs. So excited for that one. We will be doing the uh, Elastomer Conference, also known as the Rubber Conference, in October. Uh, one that was canceled last year that we moved into this year. 
AFPM coming up in October. Um, we're starting to put some plans together for that. We'll have our normal golf outing, cocktail party, uh, you know, full contingent of meetings and everything like that at the AFPM. Uh, so we'll start sending out some info on that. But if you plan to be there, you know, obviously reach out to your TCC sales rep and start talking about that one. Uh, the other two, we will be there in force. Of course, you know, there's a lot of people that are maybe not going. We're going to be there. Mm-hmm. I yep. mean, it's time for us to get together to see our friends and and business partners, and and we will be there. So we hope to see you at uh, at uh, AFPM for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Are you already be testing the waters, like reaching out to my international contacts? I think uh, most, you you have, or uh, yeah, and most of them are said that they will. Good, good. I think it's important. Yeah. You know, I think it's important. Uh, I think as long as people can get here, depending what the travel only, only restrictions are. Only a few people are, say like too soon, but uh, most of them, it's like they plan, they're planning on it. Good. I was on the phone yesterday with Germany, and they're really uh, being aggressively um, vaccinated there now. So, you know, mm-hmm. all the prior protocols of vaccinating frontline workers, all that's now mm-hmm. by the wayside, and a full 50% uh, are at least one shot vaccinated. So things are progressing, yeah. you know, so which is good. Yep. Um, two of the other big four looks like they're virtual this year. The EPCA and the APLA will be uh, on a virtual basis, uh, but I'm sure we'll participate in some capacity, setting up virtual meetings at those times. Uh, and then the Plastics Compounders Conference down in Savannah, Georgia, in December, one of the ones that was rescheduled, I think, from July. Uh, so we'll be down at that one as well. And then obviously a slate of shows starting to come up in 2022. I think we can get to those at some point. But uh, nice to see trade shows coming back. Nice to be talking about setting up meetings and dinners. And I'm excited to get back on the road. Wrapping things up. Any other news? I, I think you got some big news. You got ben. some big news. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. What happened? What happened? What happened last week? Tell us. In Aruba. Proud to, proud to say we're uh, we're engaged. Myself and my girlfriend Abby are engaged down in Aruba. Finally, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, finally, I've, I've finally. Here, I've worked here for about four and a half years. I've gotten busted for about four years and four months. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, no, we're excited. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. And more details to come soon, I guess. That's excellent news. And That's Alex good. Rill in yeah. environmental health and safety. She's got her MBA. Yep. So that's exciting. Yep. Uh, what else has been going on? You got a new puppy? Oh, I got a new puppy. New yep, puppy. Yep, Everyone yep. likes puppies. Cute puppy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we've been back, I guess, for more than a month now, right? Yeah, Six we've been weeks, together. And like starting, I was watching Squawk Box this morning, and more CEOs are saying, you know, it's time to get back to work to get everybody together. Something we've been saying all along. It's very important for our culture, for you know, for our company, for the progression of our company, to have everybody together. And it, and it seems to be a, a theme that's now proliferating, you know. You, you, you miss out a lot of information, like like the day-to-day. Like, if you're not in the office, you miss a lot of what goes around. Absolutely. You know, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying gossip. I mean, I mean work stuff. I You know, I hate to sound pessimistic, but the people who really like the at-home working, they had a, a, alternative uh, reasons, you know. Mm. They, you know, I mean, it's, you know, they didn't really... I like the routine, waking up, the, the, the whole night, like the commute, grabbing my Starbucks. Yeah. The whole night, you know. Listen to the radio. My Howard, my Howard Stern show. On the ride in. But even like it's, it's a big trend in the chemical industry to have people working from home. You know, if you work for a European-based company and you don't have an office here, you work from home. And it's just, it's not the same. I, I like being in an office. There's a lot of pressures of working at home. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you have children, if you have pets, if you have a wife or a significant other, I mean, they're always something... You know, the dishes are bothering you. You got to get those yeah. done that are in the sink. You know, there's a lot of distraction there. So, you know, we managed and we got through it, but now... Uh, we you know, know we can be mobile. 
Yeah, well, that's one thing. I mean, yeah. there's, there's been some benefits for our company that have come out of this. We know we can be mobile. We know we can, in the event of an emergency, we can all go home. We, we also went completely paperless. We are 100% paperless, despite this. Yeah, about sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we almost want to get rid of the printer, but no, we went 100% paperless. Um, we knew we could operate well. Um, we yeah. actually grew through the pandemic, so... Um, you know, and that's, you know, big kudos to the people that work at TCC. We've got some amazing people yeah, here. We grew. We hire people. Yep. Where, where, where other companies were letting people go. Yeah. We were hiring people. So. Hey, you still still see that. You know, Reed Exxon's going to slash. You 10%. Know, yeah. You know, you know people, people drive business. I'm sorry. You know, people do drive business. Machines don't drive business. People do. Innovation comes from hum- humans, not, not machines. So... Um, yeah, te- and technology makes your lives easier. You know, my phone and my iPad makes my life easier. But yeah. you know, the iPad can't sell chemicals. No, no. I mean, we're lucky to be in this industry that we're still uh, appreciated uh, yeah. in in our roles, in our positions. But um, I think that that's going to be something that maybe we talk about more in future views. Is the sales and marketing has been decapitated in our industry. I mean, they've taken the head right off of it. I mean, they've eliminated people. You know, I've talked about it quite a bit in the past. It used to be 10 people for the world. Then it was, you know, two people for the world. Now it's one person for the world. Maybe post-COVID it might be zero. I mean, it's really a shame to hear about these companies that are doing all purchase orders online. No salesperson. you got to have an input. you got to – I mean, it's, it's so sad. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it's all for cost savings. You know, that's all it really is. And uh, I, I, Does it really save you costs? Like, in the long run? Like – Big yeah, picture. Good does question. It, huh? Does it really? I, I, I don't think I don't so. See it. I don't, I don't see, see it. it. Yeah, I mean, because you know, if you have X amount of tons in a plant, you, you know, the price goes up and down. You you still got to sell all those tons. You know, so I don't know. You mm. you know, does it really in the end save? I don't know. Mm. If anything, know. it it wrecks your reputation. Certainly yeah. does. I mean, the people that I know that have to deal with these companies yeah. that force you to procure only online. They're not happy about it. They're mm-hmm. going to go wherever they can, whenever they can, to yep. buy it elsewhere. Yep. And there's almost only so much monopolization or forcing people yeah. to buy, buy from you. Where there, there will be alternatives. Yeah, where, where's the loyalty? You know, yeah. zero. I mean, that's that. You know, and that's another thing I could go on and on about is, well, this you is know, we, we have time. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> the loyalties are are, are the, the 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 markets. Uh, ebb and flow, obviously. Now it's a seller's market. It, it turns into a buyer's market. The amount of abuse that we withstood when it was a buyer's market pre-COVID was horrible. Yep. We had a company, big customer of ours. They did a bid for all of our business and all everybody else's business. Well, we finished that bid and we actually got gained business. They rebid it out again because the dynamics changed. Oil went down again. They did two bids yep. in a year for the business that we had been doing. Now, when it when it flip flops and it goes to a seller's market, yep. they're going to be slaughtered. You know, they say you want you want to let the pig get fat, don't let the pig get slaughtered, and they got slaughtered. I mean, it's uh, yep. so you know we have to be cognizant of that. We have to we're very loyal to our long term customers. We're going to do the best that we can to get them the best price we can and the best service we can. That's something that is part of the culture of this company, and uh, and we want to try and eliminate that. Mm-hmm. Diversion between a buyer's and a seller's market, and that uh, and the abuse that goes mm-hmm. along with it. So um, we're doing our best to be uh, as fair as possible during I, this keeping time. Keeping the relationship base, you know, 
people no, no. make a difference, to your point, Javi. Yeah. You know, yeah. people make a big difference. And that's something that your dad, like, imposed Absolutely. early on. Like, that's something, like, your dad. I, I, I definitely say give him 100% of credit for that. I mean, I, you that's know. That's why I mentioned it. It was yeah. always, yeah, it was always about the relationship, relationship. Yeah. you know, not a computer screen. Yeah. It was about the relationship and taking care of each other, so... Um, it goes back to being a sustainable company, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I just remember when I started, I forget if it was one of you guys or someone else, but they said, you know, people just do business with who they like doing business with, who you like talking on the phone with, who you like emailing with. You know, there's, yeah. there's probably 10 companies you could buy commodity chemicals from, but who do you like dealing with, who treats you well, who's got good customer service? That's a lot of what it I comes down I would say that with. my first sale wasn't because I had the best price or the best product or whatever. It was because the person liked me and I liked them. Well, that's, why, that's why Javi has all his customers. I mean, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Javi show. <laughs> but no, you're right. That, that's, that's what it's all about. It's what it's all about. I mean, there's a big, another thing I could go off about is there's a big discussion about sustainability. We live a sustainable business here. We do because we're fair. We're fair across the board, you know. And we have very much a consciousness about the environment and, and all of this, but sustainability goes so far beyond that. It's, it's, it's people get over focused on the sustainability aspect of yeah. not hurting the environment and the environments around you, but it's so much beyond that. Sustainability is about having a, a valuable business, profitable to some extent, but something that'll be long-term and dependable, yep. you know, for your customers and your producing partners. And I think that going back to what Javi said, that that's uh what my father started this business upon his values yeah. and and that's that those values are what has just breathed sustainability into every level yep. of our business so mm -hmm. but and that's why something like our afpm cocktail party makes sense like wouldn't would it make sense to normally spend five figures on a cocktail party no probably not you see all these people you have meetings there's yeah. almost zero business because of the cocktail party but you look around everyone's having a good time it's all of our friends in the industry like remember zach came to the afpm last time and filmed and you were kind of talking about it. Like it looks like everyone just having a good time, having fun. It's people you enjoy doing and, business and with food, and talking and the to. Was bomb. The, the food's food, killer. The food, yeah. the the food, food was killer. Yeah, the yeah. food was killer. But yeah, you know. So if you haven't been to our AFPM cocktail party, it's coming up. You know, send me it's an email. We'll, we'll get you on the list. That, a good, good little promo here for it. That and the Paisano shrimp is a reason oh, to go to San Antonio. Oh, my God. We need a sponsorship by them. We the podcast. <laughs> send us a gift card or something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the... Um, I think we had dinner together three of the four nights at AFPM last time, and all three times we had... Is that shrimp. my fault, or is there, are you, are you, was that part, your, partly your fault, too? I mean, Well, I, you it's, know, it's your fault for introducing it to me, but we're, we're equally responsible for ordering it every time we go to dinner well we better get a reservation now oh. before they pile on a reservation <laughs> but, uh, but no you know back to your point again we're this is going to be an odd year for afpm it's out of sequence it's yep. are there people going to be there we don't care yep. we don't care we mm -hmm. we want people to get together if you're there please come to our cocktail party whether you're uh, a customer a producing partner or a competitor yeah. you know come on come along have a good time get to know us and you know it, it's we're all in this together and uh, I will behave I will behave I, <laughs> I doubt that <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're relying on the opposite for the success of the party so no but I think that was really good um, you know long story short plan your supply chains into the fall yeah coming to our AFPM cocktail party uh, let us know if we can talk about phallic we can talk about plasticizers we can talk about any other products uh, you know send us an email contact us through the website send Javi a whatsapp uh, whatever works for you. 
Um, thank you guys for your time this morning. I think thank it was a good you, episode. Thank you, man. And, uh, you know, we're going to catch you here in the next episode. Thank you. Thanks. Appreciate it.